0: Hey, welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and disempowering patterns, and help you break through to create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. The show features interviews with entrepreneurs who've overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms, and experts who share insight and practical information that can help you get past your blocks and move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, in the Google Play Store, on YouTube, and on my website, WinnieAnderson.com. If you like what you hear, I hope you'll share the show with others, and I hope you'll decide to join my community. You can become a fan of the show on my site at winnieanderson.com slash fans. When you do, you'll get episodes delivered right to your inbox, along with information, tips, and resources to help you consistently move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. I want to help you position and pre-sell yourself as the unique solution provider that I know you are, and ultimately to profit from your expertise as you build a business in alignment with your faith, beliefs, and values. As an introverted professional, I'm sure you dream of having people just magically hear about your you and your offerings, but one way to help get the word out is by actually appearing in the media. So how do you do that? How do you get featured in media, and is this a strategy that's right for you? Well, if that thought scares you, then you definitely want to check out today's episode to learn more about being featured on a program. Dr. Letitia Wright has been producing her own TV show since 2000. Her show is available on The Dish Network and on DirecTV. She's a sought-after speaker and trainer who President Obama invited to his Global Entrepreneur Summit in the summer of 2017. She's interviewed hundreds of people and coaches professionals to appear as experts in the media. So listen in as Dr. Wright explains some of the jargon associated with appearing in the media, why all experts should work to get featured in media and how to do it, what is paid versus earned media, mistakes that people make when trying to pitch themselves, and mistakes made when they're on a show. We'll also talk about the benefits of working with a media coach and how to choose one. Now, as always, be sure to listen all the way through to the end of the show where I'll share your cocktail exercise and action step for this episode. All right, Dr. Wright, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. It's always fun to hang out with you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so let's just dive right in. You know, I like to make sure that everybody's on the same page when it comes to the language that we use, because of course we've all got our own little language for our own little industry segment. So let's make sure that we're all talking about the same stuff. When when we're talking about getting media exposure, can you really explain what that is? What's media exposure? So media exposure is going to be when you're
1: on a television show. Now, television has expanded the screens are everywhere, right. so we're talking about traditional you know cable uh mm-hmm. satellite television uh internet television. Uh, it kind of includes live streams. It includes, you know, all of that that looks like television. Okay. It includes radio. So we're talking about terrestrial radio, which is the radio that you hear in your car. It's uh that's a push. It just comes in. Right. And then we're talking about satellite radio, which you subscribe to, which is awesome because people pay to hear what you have to say. And internet radio is also a pull technology. Um, it's free a lot of times, but again people are specifically uh, subscribing to the podcasts and so they want that information right right it also includes newspapers online and offline okay. it includes blogs media is is a wide standing thing it's not exactly the same as social media but a lot of the social media platforms have created media a media platform so Facebook is social media and the live stream is considered media so Instagram is social media but when you start doing videos and Instagram stories that tends to be media so it's very close to media but that's the exposure that we're talking okay. about magazines both online and offline um, print and digital We're looking at that kind of exposure, and the reason why that kind of exposure is important to your business is because that is where you can capture new audiences. Okay, you're being exposed in a magazine that has 100,000 readers. Right. That's 100,000 people who probably had not heard of you before. Or a blog that has millions of people coming to read it and you're featured. You know, Huffington Post is a great example of people love to be featured there because lots of people are discovered there and you're being discovered by tribes that didn't know about you ahead of time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, wow, it's huge, and no wonder it's so desirable, right? So, a couple of things I want to expand on. One is, I think that, you know, that's a great benefit that you're getting to new audiences, but I think one of the things that people miss on the value of this is the shelf life of that media, because, you know, I know I save Printed magazines, right? I don't buy as many as I used to, but I have printed magazines. They're all around my house. I I often read back issues, right? That's part of why I save them. But even online, I mean, my own podcast, I regularly see downloads for back episodes, the back catalog, as people discover you, well, now they want to find out even more about you. So over time, that media that you appeared in builds value to you as people continue to discover it i think that's one of the things that i like so much about it absolutely
1: and a lot of that is indexed on google so when they google you those things come up Uh, that's one of the reasons why i like being on blog talk radio because if the person does the description correctly now they don't always do the description the way it should be and you don't have control over someone else doing your description but if they do it correctly all these you know you can put in Dr. Letitia Wright and you can see all the shows that I've been on, including the show I used to do on Blog Talk Radio, you know, years ago. I used to do a version of Right Place TV. So it it does, it has longevity and it builds. See, the thing is with a media and PR, you have to build, you know, if you're not going to take millions of dollars and just buy in, right. you want to build, yeah. you know. Uh, let's be frank, there are uh, very reputable people. There, uh, there's there's a couple of reputable people, reputable people who you can pay a fee and they can get you on shows. They have the connections. Um, they guarantee their work. It's not a, you know, maybe it's going to happen. Then there are a whole lot of PR professionals who you pay monthly and you just hope to get the PR. And then there are people who learn to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. and um and, and and depending on where you are in your career or you hire someone on your team to do it for you um you know you can you can take any route that you want but it's still the building process if you're not going to build if you want to be on uh super sundays oprah super sundays tomorrow you're going to be paying a a PR person, a lot of money to get you on and everything on your side needs to be in place, meaning all the tools that would make a producer say yes need to be there. I'm not going to wait for you to put them there. Whereas if you're building, doing it yourself or having an in-person in- in-house person do it, or even working with somebody like me to do it, you get a chance to build what you need. And if everything's not in place, you don't have to worry about, okay, I've got to do it all today because I have time to get right. it done.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I know that we've probably all read stories of businesses who wound up landing in Oprah's uh, favorite things list, right? And then they were crushed because they couldn't sustain the orders. They they received so much attention that you know they just could not process them. And of course, that's the worst thing. Then you get bad PR out there and bad messaging, and and you know suddenly you've lost what you could have gained had you been really ready for that you know you mentioned two things that i want to make sure that we cover uh, before we go any further and that was push and pull can you talk about the distinction between those two when it comes to media and marketing yes
1: so the push technologies or the push media means that it's just kind of coming at you Mm -hmm. Uh, terrestrial radio the kind of radio that we listen to in our car that is a push technology it is pushed out from the radio station and wherever you tune in you just happen to get that you're not making any choices about the content that's coming through you can choose the station but you can't choose the content Okay, that's why they do all the call in and tell us what you want us to play, because they want to get people interactively involved in the content. Um, But we all know, you can call a radio station and say, I want to hear some obscure song, and they won't have it. So you don't really get to choose, you get to choose, you know, like, Mr. Ford used to say, you can have any color car you want as long as it's black. (laughs) So you don't really get to choose. It's a push technology. And a a lot of what comes out can be push technology. Then we call pull technology inside media means I subscribe to that and I wanted that. When you're on Facebook and you see somebody's live stream and you like it, you can actually click a button to get a notice every time the person goes live. So you don't miss it. That's pull technology. That's really subscribing to their live stream. When you subscribe to a newsletter, uh, especially a paid newsletter, that's pulled. You're pulling that information to you. Satellite radio is pull. Most of the internet radio is pull. I specifically subscribed to that. I want that technology, and especially if they're paying for it. Those audiences are the top audiences because they specifically want your information. Right. So you don't want to ignore them. I always open my Facebook live streams by saying, thank you, replay viewers. Yep. I don't go well we're waiting around for people to come in. We're just going to sit here and do nothing cuz the replay viewers are there. So right. they got to sit through you going we're going to wait around for people to show. The right. the replay viewers like I'm here. What are you waiting for? Yeah. So yeah. you really have to know the difference and know the value in um how do people how do people get to this show? or get the information from this show. And Mm -hmm. when they're subscribing, they're a great audience. And you have a chance to turn that audience into your audience, because if people like you, they Mm -hmm. will, like you said before, seek you out and go further. So the two distinctions are important. Um, All media is still important, but you can expect some different results in different situations.
0: Yeah, great explanation. And I think of the difference from the business standpoint pull is that carrot also right i'm going to give you reliable high quality information and it's going to attract you to me rather than the push which is a chasing that stereotypical You know, the commercials that just, as you described, just pop on TV and you're sitting there until you can click the remote fast enough to get them.
1: Yeah, that's great. let me just say this Mm -hmm. about commercials and uh, media. So you want to be part of the show. You don't want to be a commercial because people are just not watching commercials. They're not. Now, there's a new confusing stat that has come out that it appears that suddenly people are not uh, switching away from commercials or... Fast-forwarding through commercials like they used to. And some people have taken it to the point of, uh, oh, people are watching commercials again because they've gotten good. I've even seen a company that is going to make technology that makes people watch the commercial. And I'm thinking, you can't make people watch a commercial. And they're raising money for that. I think that's the craziest thing ever because we're moving away from commercials. Here's what's really happening. When the commercial comes on, instead of fast forwarding or doing whatever, this is what people do. This is what they do. They get on their phone. And so they're not even paying attention to the commercial. And so you're still not getting that recognition or they're noting that product and saying, I don't want the interruption there's there's a couple of commercials or they're not commercials they are actually videos they, they look like interesting videos and they'll stop in the middle and say this video will continue after this commercial I'm not going to sit through a commercial I immediately scroll up to the next thing yeah yeah I don't care yeah it's a perfect cliffhanger whoever's doing these they break the story right at the perfect part but I know the manipulation and I don't even stop to see the product but you know I would look at the product and go, okay. Let me make sure I don't buy that because I don't want more of interruptions. So, being part of the media means you're part of the show, and that's far more important. You're the content, not a commercial, and that's very important.
0: Yeah, it is, and that's a great way to put it. You're the content, not the commercial. Um, And you know, just as an aside, it makes me crazy when people talk about having a sixty-second commercial and introducing themselves with a commercial. Why would you want to sound like you're delivering a commercial? Nobody's paying any attention to it. So well, well, people yeah. have been trained
1: uh, that right. their elevator speech should be a great right. commercial. Um, they've just been trained wrong. And and here's the thing: you have to constantly be retrained. You have yes. to con- I've been yes. doing this. I've been hosting my own television show for eighteen years. So I'm not new in this space. I'm not right. you know unknown in this space. But I also just paid for a course because I can learn more. I can freshen my chops. I can sharpen my knife. So a lot of times you're getting information from people who have been successful in the past, but they don't have any updated information. It's awesome that you get to be trained by someone who used to be an Oprah producer. But guess what? The Oprah show hasn't been on for quite some time. Mm -hmm. If this person isn't doing anything else new in the market, in other words, that's their claim to fame, that was their last producing job, they may be very behind the times in what they're doing. For example, um, I I do a lot. I've done a lot of game shows in the past. I know the formula of how to get on a game show, how to be personality-wise, and it's just really a matter of are they looking for this type or do they want Mm -hmm. something else? So I've done a lot of game shows. I get asked to try out for a lot of game shows. And and I know my name must be in some secret system because exactly, you just like so many years between game shows because I always win. So <laughs> so it's so many years between game shows, and like right at the like the month of I when I'd be eligible to do another game show, I get like ten invitations to a game show. Okay. So here's the new thing. I used to drive into Los Angeles. You'd sit there, you'd fill out the paperwork, you would wait, you would get your turn, they would videotape you, you would do all your little, I you know, I have my little schlocky cutesy stuff that I right. do, and um, they would, uh, and then, you know, the producers would look at it later, they'd pick you, then you'd go back to LA, you'd tape the game show, and then if you win, you don't get the money until the show gets on air, so even though I won that day, if they don't air my episode, I would never get the money, so then you wait around, wait around, watch the show every day, wait for your episode to air, (laughs) and then you're like, yay, my check is coming, or my trip is coming, or whatever it is you want, so that's how it used to be, well, this time around, and I know I tried out for a few things this year, um, everybody did the interview virtually, Everything was done yep. via Skype, uh, filled out everything online, all the background, all checks, all the kind of stuff that they do, right. but everything was done virtually. Then they'll let you know, and if you know, uh, if you get picked, then you would come into the studio to actually do the the actual game show. Okay. And... Um, it's just it it's just changed, yeah, so yeah. if no one tells you this, you're not going to know, so right. uh, my my point is things change over time, mm-hmm. and so you want somebody who's in it now
0: right, right, and who's up on it yeah, yeah, let's talk a little bit about public relations p r Can you explain how that's a little bit different from? Uh, general media or what kind of subcategory it is and and yeah how does it differ okay so it's
1: it's it's not uh let me see let me explain what public relations so public relations is the business of having a representative get you into the shows okay so it's not that public relations is media because it's not media it's the subset of professionals okay who work on putting information out there to get you booked. So a press release is something they would put out to help you get booked. And the, the, the public relations world is the old-fashioned way is that you paid someone a retainer, anywhere from f- the lowest I've ever seen is $5,000 a month on up, right. and they would attempt to get you into shows. You are not guaranteed anything. Right. Uh, if something good happens, that's awesome. But uh, you're not guaranteed that anything is going to happen. You're just throwing up against the wall. Right. Um, the other area of public relations is teaching people to do it themselves so they can pitch themselves. So the public relations is really about the professionals who do this as a business and for a living. Okay. And so it's, PR is not media, so to speak. Um, when you hire a PR person, they're gonna pitch on your behalf and get you set up on different shows. Okay, that's what they do. They contact people like me and say, hey, I have this great guest. Okay. Wouldn't you like to interview Winnie? She's fantastic. She's the best thing since, you know, sugar candy. Do you <laughs> want her? And then I look at it and I go, Yeah, she fits into exactly what I'm trying to do. It would be okay. great. And then I talk to the professional, get the interview set up and then when he comes on and I interview her so that's how that works okay so that's it, it's sort of a, a not a different thing but it's not media
0: okay so so what about the the concept that um you know no pr is bad pr and is that is that the that just the media attention is that what that is referring to and it grew out of the name basically of the professions
1: Yeah, I mean, it's about getting media attention. I don't know that um, any, no, you know, uh, no PR is definitely bad PR, but um, in light of what we've been hearing about what's going on in Hollywood that's close to home, we all know bad PR is bad PR.
0: Yeah, or bad yeah. PR can make or break you. Yeah, um, yeah. And, talk, talk yeah. and that's a great illustration of talk about how an an old concept becomes outdated. Because, becomes outdated, yes. yes, the idea of you're being talked about and you're being mentioned in the media that's exciting. And maybe back in the day, it was there was no bad PR, but <laughs> but now it must terrify people. It scares yeah, me to I, open I, the it, news. Yes.
1: You don't want to see yourself in the news in a negative light. Right. You don't want to have to sell your business because you're about to be put on blast, as the kids say. Um, uh, So it can be tough. So the thing is, the great thing about it is that you can manage what you have out there. Right. And it's very important to manage what you have out there. And in January, I'm going to show you guys a really great example of personal management. I don't want to give okay. it away, but, um, you know, it's it's a pretty big deal. So it is important to manage your reputation in the media and online yeah. and to be known for what you're known for. You don't have to not be yourself, um, but just understand who you are in the market, who you're for, right. and stick with that media. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I would tell people what's better, Playboy or Mother's Day or Women's Day? You know, right. which magazine is better?
0: The answer you is know? it depends probably. It depends. Yeah,
1: who's yeah. your market? You right. know, who's your market? If I'm in church, obviously those women are going to be like, oh, clutch the pearls, my dad, you know. <laughs> but um the fact is, if you're going after that market, that could be the magazine you want to be in so you need to know how you present in the market and not everything is for you but the cool thing about the internet is that there are a gazillion magazines there are a gazillion newspapers there are I mean there you cannot possibly exhaust the amount of media that you would be a good fit for and build your way up to getting into places like Forbes and Entrepreneur and the big magazines without having to pay for it. Um, What a lot of people do when they start their careers, they go ahead, pay for it. Boom, they got that big splash. Hey, I was in this magazine. I was in that magazine. I was this. And that's what they build their reputation on. Because if you haven't done anything and nobody's ever heard of you before and you wind up in a big magazine, that's a PR placement. That's You, you didn't get there because right. you did something because you just got in the market. Right. And then here's Sally Sue who's been trudging in the t- trenches for 10 years and she's never been on the cover of XYZ magazine and is like, what's the difference? Is this person so much better? No, they just knew where to put their investment first. Right. I like for clients to build because – boom, you've got this magazine and that magazine, this magazine, and then nothing for the next 10 years. That's not good either. So it's much better for people to be able to find different things. And PR isn't done once. Publicity isn't done once. It's continuous. This is part of your business life for the rest of the time that you own the business. At the time that you sell the business and you no longer are doing the business, then you don't need to be a
0: part of it anymore. Right. So paid media, earned media. Mm -hmm. right, earned media, yeah, and and earned media is because you've done something, right, right, Right. there's nothing
1: wrong with either one, they serve a purpose, okay, when they start coming to you and saying, hey, can you be on this show, can you be on that show, that's because your reputation is out there working for you, and they've seen other things, right, I did a a crowdfunding thing on KTLA channel five in Los Angeles a couple of years ago around Christmas, because they had heard about me. It was, you know, super duper hot, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, that was in the middle of, you know, that period where I was, you know, on the road, you know, every other day. And it was, you know, it's just like it paid off for me now in 2017 personally, because just of what was going on in my life, I slowed it way, 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 way down. Um, don't worry people, I'll be back to my jet setting ways in January. In just a few weeks. I was looking at my suitcase <laughs> yesterday. Um, but the, you know, I have a reputation for being out there. And so, you know, I'm go I'm ready to go back to those levels that I was at before. So the, the thing is is that you've got to know how you're gonna show up in the market and show up in that way. If you build, it's easier. If you dump in a bunch of money and you do the top shows and then you don't have any money to do anything else for the next five years, it's not going to work for you.
0: Right. So is is trying to get media, is that a good strategy for everybody, for all experts, solopreneurs, author experts, consultants, coaches, whoever? Or are there some people this is just not right for? I really think it's right for everybody but
1: what it is is that you have to find the right outlet for you. Okay. So, everybody should be seeking media because your tribe reads magazines, your tribe has websites that they go to, they have shows that they listen to. You should seek out to to be there. The right rule is Go where the eyeballs already are. So if they watched Winnie Anderson, then I need to try to be on her show because they're already watching this show. So I think it's important for everybody. But the thing is, you don't have to pick the same outlets everybody else picks. Maybe the Today Show is not a good fit for you. You know, maybe you need to look at other shows and other outlets so that you can do it. Maybe you don't want to travel. Okay, if you don't want to travel, then podcasting and radio is the best thing for you because you Mm -hmm. can do it from home. You can call in, you can, you know, do online video, but if you want to show up for talk shows, you know you've got to be in New York, LA, or Atlanta, and if you're not willing to travel to those places or you can't travel to those places, then you have to pick different mediums, so you have to look at your
0: situation and figure out what's going to work for you. Yeah, and that's a great point because even there, even if you say, okay, my business is ready to, for national attention, I'm ready to be a national expert, they want to see that you have a past because nobody's going to put you on the Today Show when they're not really sure if you're going to be Today Show material, right? So whether you have a sizzle reel or something that shows that you have done the smaller shows and then built up, right? So it really is a process of getting ready for exposure. And I'm glad you mentioned that, that you need to be willing to go there because I have friends who they've been on today's show. They've been on these big morning shows. They had to fly there. It was expensive, so, yeah, no, so the there's expenses, a budget. I mean, they're not, there's no budget to fly you
1: in to be on no. this show. They're mm-hmm. not paying you to be on this show unless you are a no. host. You got to pay all those expenses. Right. They're not paying that for you. Right. Okay. You got to go. So you have to have that budget. So a lot of people um, contact me about being on the right place TV show. They have no budget to fly out here. You got to fly out here. You got to pay for it. And they're surprised. They're just like, oh, my God, yeah. I don't. I don't know, I, you know, all of this stuff. So, the, and, and the thing is, if you're doing paid uh, publicity or paid media, which is nothing wrong with paid media because it can get you the stair steps to get where you need to go, mm-hmm. Um, again, all of that is part of a budget that a lot of people haven't prepared for. Right. And so if you're looking for the freebie stuff and you need to stay home, then then that's it, that that's what you need to do.
0: Right. Yeah. And there, and there, as you said, there's plenty of opportunities from podcast to live stream to even your local media. You know, when I lived in South Jersey, I literally lived two blocks, I think, from the NBC affiliate. So it wouldn't have been a big deal for me to be on an NBC affiliate show because I could have just gone right there and done the interview there. So exactly. so yeah, you can really leverage what's right here. What's and different. and it I think this is something that any budget, free to, okay, I'm gonna invest. There's something you can do to leverage media appearances. So what let's talk about some of then the mistakes that people make. In, in pitching themselves primarily, because <laughs> that's really the people we're talking to are probably going to be looking to do this themselves or get their VA to help them. All so right. what mistakes, I know what mistakes that I've seen just for my little podcast. <laughs> so. One of the biggest mistakes
1: that you can make is pitching yourself to the show and then asking them what the show is about. Right. <laughs> You know, it just, it stuns us to the point where we just have, we're just like, did I just read that? Like, what are you about? So here's the thing. Don't pitch yourself to a show unless you've watched three full episodes. Three. So you can get a clue as to what the flow of the show is. You can get a clue as to what they like and what they don't like. Full shows. Now, if you go on YouTube, you can speed it up and watch it at 1.5 speed or 2.5 speed. So everybody will be talking really fast, but you can get through the shows. If you have not watched the show, don't pitch yourself because you have no clue and you have almost zero hope of being on the show. Also, too, when you tell me that you haven't watched the show and you want me to educate you on what the show is about, now... Um, I'm putting you on the back burner because I just you're not a good fit. You don't you don't care enough what, about what's going on. You're probably not going to show up. You're probably not going to do a good job. You're just going to get on there and just like whatever. You have no appreciation for what I'm doing. You wouldn't even take time to watch it. Yeah. So that is the biggest that is the biggest problem. Um, the other problem is that um, if you are promoting your book and you're talking about your book and you can't send me a copy because it's not out you can't send me a physical copy and you can't send me um right
0: a pdf send send me a pdf PDF something pdf something
1: right I can't look at the book I can't say it's going to be very hard for me to make a distinction as to whether or not you're going to be a good guest for me I had somebody expect me to pay ten dollars to
0: buy her book
1: yes that happens all the no, time they'll, they'll be that. like oh your book is for sale let me give you a clue I'm about to give you a bunch of exposure you can't send me a ten dollar book how broke are you I had one woman her book was how to make a million dollars writing a viral Ebook." couldn't send me the book
0: Yeah, you you send me a PDF. I'm totally fine with you sending me a PDF. But to act like no, you're not going to send me something. I mean, I I think helping you. I'm helping you. I think that part of the PDF don't want to send your bio. Don't want to. Well,
1: you can go here and get this, and you can go here and get that. No, I can't. I'm busy. There's ten thousand people just like you that have their stuff together. It's a clear indication that you're not ready for media. Here, here's the number three rule. Don't be a pain guest. Be the easiest guest they've ever booked. Be the easiest guest I've ever right. booked. Just like go along, get everything in on time. Right. Right. You don't have to call you 20 times about deadlines and pictures and you know, be the easiest person ever to book. Don't yeah. be a pain in the neck to book because If you're, let me just say this, if you're at the point where you're booking yourself, you're not a big enough deal for us to not turn down.
0: You know, I think that the other thing that, uh, and most of my guests are fantastic. I so rarely have a a problem. They're they're wonderful. I do get people, especially when I had the tech show, I would get people who would pitch me who, as you say, they had not, if they listened to it or watched it. I couldn't tell because their pitch was so off the mark. Like, you know, I do a show about apples and you want to talk about cars. Yeah, I mean, just totally unrelated. <laughs> no, you're, no, no, you're not. And the car doesn't you. even run on apples, you know? Right, like, right. Come on, just exactly. tie, it, tie it, it together a little bit. <laughs> then the, the, right, right, try. Then the other thing that has, has bothered me is that, I get the feeling sometimes, and again, it's not always, but I get the feeling sometimes that the guest, the potential guest, is not taking my show as a serious opportunity. I mean, I'm not Oprah. Nope. I'm not Dr. Wright. I'm not, you know, Hoda Cobb. I'm not, I don't do the Today Show, but my show is important to me, and every host, that show is important to them. So, yes, start with the D-list. Right. Of shows that you're pitching, but treat them like they're A-list. Right. I treat
1: everybody great because you don't know where that person's going to be. Yeah. They might be a D-list in December, 2017, but you don't know what's in the planning, what's in the background. They could blow up 2018 and you've you've been a friend, right? You've been a friend, right? You've been a person who was there in the beginning and and, and treated them nicely and treated their tribe fairly. And people remember that. I remember that. I remember the people that put me on early and right place TV show and how nice they were and how the higher up people were much nicer than the middle level people, you know, and, uh, the, the lower level people can be nice. Uh, they're just inexperienced. So sometimes they do things inadvertently, but it's the middle section that, they have no chill, no humbleness, and they're just like they gotta get theirs yeah and it's it's really tough and here's the thing I just I'm going to tell you the behind the scenes secrets we never forget those kind of potential guests or guests you've been on the show and you've been a jerk. we never forget that
0: yeah it's and it's really hard to get yeah <laughs> it's it's really hard to get past. Somebody who's treated you badly. I, I interviewed somebody who I couldn't air their show because they were, like, mean to me. on the, In the interview, I'm like, what am I doing this for? Come yeah, on. Yeah. For? And here's the other mean thing.
1: You can't win when you're mean to the host. If you're in a show and you're mean to the host, this is a host show. You are going to lose that audience. And I'll tell you how I learned that. I got to be in the audience at Dr. Phil when they were first when it first came on. Okay, and um, they were filming. They wanted to show us being excited, and of course, I know how to do all that. Right. And um, you know, I'm bouncing up and down. Oh, Dr. Phil! I had nephews and nieces from across the country call me and say they saw me on that commercial. I'm like, was why was I losing my mind over Dr. Phil? (laughs) But hey, it was free lunch, and you know all that. So the show that I was on, so we do all of that. We get treated to a private lunch, you know, and we're eating all this good stuff. And then we uh, go into the regular show where the whole audience is there. And this show happened to be about people who were suing, this was years ago, who were suing McDonald's about the menus causing obesity.
0: Okay. And
1: so there was a lady up there with her daughter and her lawyer. And the lawyer was just a jerk you know what to Dr. Phil. Yeah. And the thing is is that he was not making anyone sympathetic for this woman and her right. daughter. Right. Because we're Dr. Phil's audience. Right. You're offending him. We're offended for him. We hate you. We hate your client. We we don't care right. that you think McDonald's right. is making her kid fat. So um it backfires on you. And um you actually can come out better if the host was mean to you and you still kept it down. You don't, right. you don't go for it. So yeah. um, if you're on a show and the host is mean to you, you know, just keep it civil, stay right. calm, right. don't snip back, because snipping back doesn't help you. Mm-mm. And they can actually Mm-mm. buy you some of that audience because they feel like, oh gosh, Winnie was so mean to Dr. Wright, I feel bad for Dr. Wright. You know, right. I just yeah. want to support her. You know? yeah. Um, yeah,
0: and that speaks also to then choosing the shows that you're going to pitch. You know, I would never have – I would never pitch a a confrontational host. You know, some of these talk shows – I'm not into that. Yeah, and here's the thing you –
1: the other thing you have to realize is that sometimes – uh, for whatever reason, talk show hosts become confrontational and it's what I call an ambush interview. You're not going to have any clue it's going to be confrontational. You're going to be sitting there beforehand and be like, hey honey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And the show comes on and they're like, boom, why did you hit that cat and just keep going Winnie? I can't believe <laughs> that you did that. And you, you know, they catch you off guard. And so you have to be ready and trained for what I call an ambush interview they happen you're not going to know they're happening you didn't pick a controversial show but you know if they come out and say you know Winnie you know when did you stop beating your husband (laughs) right you know what I'm saying it just it's so easy to turn that around very quickly so you have to be trained for that and that's the bad thing about the fact that everybody can have a show it's great but the bad thing is that the bar is so low. You're yeah. not trained for anything real, and real journalists and a real situation. If you're just doing live streams at home and nobody ever is actually with you, the skill, everything's easy peasy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. If you if your whole experience has been nothing but softball questions at some point as you rise to these more top-of-the-line shows, you're going to get asked some hard questions, whether they're confrontational <laughs> or not. So so can you share some tips for prepping for interviews? Does everybody need to be media-trained, or is it something that you can do on your own to be ready for it? I think that
1: you need to be media-trained. If you okay. plan on doing any upper-echelon shows – anything more than your friend's live stream, Mm -hmm. any more than that, nothing wrong with your friend's live stream. But um, you do need to be media trained, you need need to be ready for this world. And it does take an outside person to help train you. um, Because we can see how you come across. Right. And when I'm working with clients on there, I'm working with, okay, first of all, what what's our little nugget we have our our tiniest piece of information that we can get away with because in real life stuff happens in real life you're about to be on the show and then 9-11 happens Mm -hmm. how many people got bumped for 9-11 and 9-11 wasn't one day it was weeks and months and oh my god right people got bumped literally bumped a friend of mine was having transplant surgery that day and he got bumped for surgery the surgeons were like wait a second, what's going on, right? So um, you need to know what happens in real life is things happen. You've got an hour show and something happens and come back in. You've only got 30 minutes. If you're just a speaker, and let me say, speaker training and media training are two different things. So just because you're a great speaker does not mean that you're ready for media. And I'll tell you why. How many of our great speakers do we see on TV? Right, not many. Not many, right? We would pay to be in the front row of a lot of these speakers and a lot of them have had two, three, four shows canceled because that doesn't, speaking skills don't translate on TV. You have to have media skills. So if you don't believe me, you don't have to believe me, but you know, you're, you're never going to really end up anywhere significant. So you do need media training. You do need to start with your minimum thing. As time goes down, something else happens. They come back and tell you, well, we've only got five minutes. If you're a speaker, you have the speech memorized and you're And they're panicking to cut it down. I can't cut it down to five minutes. What do you mean? I can't talk in five minutes. You can't do that. You're not media trained. So the one thing is that you've got to have these three different variations of what you're going to say. So that should the time be taken away from you, you can immediately go with the flow. Right. And Because I'm going to tell you, if you're in a studio or you're about to do a show and you're fussing about the fact that you lost time, you will never be booked again. Because nobody wants to be bothered. They can't help it. It's what right. has happened. It's not a personal slight. It's just what happens. And if you're fussing about it, like, you know, y- they took something from you, you are not going to be booked again. There's just a little right. note on there. And, uh, you know, when Winnie says, hey, you know, I was thinking about booking Captain Colonel. And uh, you, I know you had him on the show. How'd it go? We're just having coffee, Right. And she says, how'd it go? And I said, Captain Colonel was just, oh, my God, he was such a pain in the neck. She's going to be like, mm-hmm, I don't need a pain in the
0: neck. Right. I need a good guest. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So how does somebody choose a media coach?
1: You really want to choose someone who has been in the business. Um preferably somebody who's actually had their own show because we have a totally different perspective than someone who's just media training we can tell you what we hate we see we can see that interview a mile away and when the person starts in the first two minutes we already know oh my god this is this is going downhill okay so, um, preferably someone who's been in the business would be a great coach who's hosted a show, um, and they know what to look for, whether they're very, very famous or they you know just a local person, but they've had a consistent show for a while, and they're doing something recent. You don't want someone who's, you know, like like I said before, you know, you were a producer on um you know the oprah show where well, the oprah show hasn't been on the air in quite a while she has other shows but that particular show hasn't been on the air in a while right. and so um you know you you want someone who's worked with some contemporary people and uh can get you some results and uh you can you can get feedback you know you can get feedback you can look at the interviews that you've done and you need to see growth. If you started with them and you had this and then you went down a line and you don't see any growth, then you know it's not that that's not a good situation for you because they have to be adding something to it. Now for those of you that want to be coached in how to pitch yourself, that is different than the actual interview. That's a whole different uh ball game. There are plenty of people who will coach you on how to pitch yourself. Lots of choices out there. I work with people who are actually, they're too busy in their business to pitch themselves. They need to be on media, but they also need to be trained to be ready for the situation. So that's the kind of person that I work with.
0: Okay. And so talk a little bit about that. What what exactly do you do when you work with somebody to get them media ready, media trained?
1: Well, when I'm getting you media trained, one of the things that we do work on is, Uh, what you're going to be saying and how you're going to be saying it and what fits into your particular persona. Um, I'd like to take clients through this uh, little exercise where we talk about what are your archetypes? What are your business archetypes? In other words, I have a very specific way that I function in business and uh, it's a little different than the way I function in my home because mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have to be the big boss at home, but right. I can, you know, I, so we figure out what your archetype is and then we make sure the messages go with it. So okay. for people who have a queen archetype, I'll say, look, you're not going to use certain words. You're not going to use hustle. You're not going to be putting up all those social media memes and talking about how I hustle. Like, queens don't hustle. Queens do not hustle. Nothing wrong with hustling, but that doesn't go with that archetype. Okay, if you are the everyday person, the good guy next door archetype, you can't cuss. That doesn't go with that archetype. Mm -hmm. Okay, now if you want to cuss, then you're going to be a rebel archetype. You're that you're not going to be this other archetype. So you have to do things that go with you and the way you do it. You can't just do stuff because you see other people doing it. That's, that's a really big mistake in media, too. Well, this person did this, so I'm going to do it. You don't know what's behind it and all of the strategy. So what I'm working with clients on is not only what to say and how to present themselves, but an actual strategy, not just the tactic of getting on the show. That's a tactic. But what's the strategy? Why this show? Why this topic? Why now? And okay. what do we project? It's very important to have an overall strategy to go with right. each of the tactics. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be prepared with your own key points that you're trying to make, right. That you're trying to get across. So, and I, I guess that the one other thing that I think I've seen that has been, in my opinion, a, a mistake that people tend to make is working too hard to sell, to, to make sure that they get their book's name in there or their product's name in there or to, really make everything around a and if you buy my book or if you get my course and I think and here, that, and here's the yeah.
1: secret none of these shows are here to sell your course right. if you want right. a commercial you can buy a commercial you're here right. to be a guest you're here to be content right. that means you need to entertain and educate right. you need to have a good mix of both but right. if you want to sell buy a commercial so that can kill yeah. you and that can make people not want to have you back I literally did an interview with the guy who was like every premise was from the Wizard of Oz and all these little principles from the Wizard of Oz solve all the problems in your life Mm -hmm. and um and everything was well in my book on page 65 I tell you the answer to that Dr. Wright and in my book well, and in my book and in my book listen, if you can't tell me about your book, if you think this interview is going to expose everything about your book, you need to go back and rewrite that book again. That's a terrible book because there's no way one interview is going to divulge all of your secrets and, you, yeah. and people are going to get them and be like, oh, I, I don't need the book. I got all the secrets from here. It doesn't happen like that. So again, right. that's a lack of understanding what the media wants. That's why having a media person as your trainer is helpful because we will tell you where you cross the line of being too right.
0: commercial. Yeah,
1: that's great. You know, I worked with a guy who's very big in sales um and he was about to do a news thing and that was the biggest part of the interview I had the curve. Well can I say this? Because he was trying to get that sales in there trying and I had to remind him this is not a sales situation. Right. This is a get to know me, follow me, like me, my content situation. Right. Now they say, and where can we find your book? And you get to say, yeah, hey, right. get it on Amazon. That's the touchdown. That's the bonus. Right. But they're not there to make a commercial for you. So you making it a commercial is um, very distasteful. Nobody's listening to that. Right. And uh, uh, and uh, you won't be asked back.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it, it is a big turnoff. Yeah, it, it really, really can be. Well, this has been really great information. I could go on for days, obviously, because <laughs> your information is always so great. So tell everybody where they can go to get more information about about you, working with you, and, and your, your media training.
1: Sure. Um, the program is called Marquise Icon, marquise icon.com, and you can find out more about that. Uh, I work with clients who are very busy, And so we have a lot of uh, done-for-you situations as well as consulting. And what we do is we spend a year together raising your visibility in the right places. That means in front of the people who can buy and the people who can actually get the word out there to your tribe. We spend time working on what are your archetypes and how can we put you in the market very uniquely so you don't look and sound like everybody else who does what you do. And we really focus on you so it's not a uh, a group program it's an individual program it's actually unlimited laser consulting which means that you get to spend as much time with me in 2018 as you wish Uh, we have a whole system you'll get the link to make your appointments but you can actually make as many appointments as you wish as long as you do your homework and and come back you know with the next phase ready to go but we literally take people to you know getting from obscurity into being well-known. One of my clients, um, number one, she reached all of her goals in the first six months that we worked together and we didn't start Mm -hmm. working together until April. So she reached her goals. The other goal was that she needed to be more well-known so she could get more clients. And she was like, Dr. Wright, I'm walking into stores and people are saying they watch the Facebook. So I had to train her on, OK, so you need to get like three or four little sweat outfits, you know, with pants, match the jacket and a little T-shirt. And that's what you go out in when you have to run your errands because you're running into people who see you. We can't go out in this paint spattered. You know, t shirt anymore. You got to go out looking decent. And so I gave her the training on that. And she just said last week she was in the store with her husband, and two different women came up to her, talked to her. They know, you know, knew her from online and she made appointments to speak with them and he's sitting there like oh my god what is going because he hadn't seen this he'd been at work he hadn't seen any of this he's like what is going on so we grow that name recognition she's getting booked it's easier to get booked when people know who you are it's easier to raise your prices everybody's talking about how to raise your prices Well, when you haven't done anything, it's really hard to raise your prices. You know, just raising your prices just because it's kind of tough on clients. But when you raise prices and they say, well, you know, we did see her on the news yesterday. I guess I understand why she's raising prices. It just makes it more palatable. And so that's what we help clients with. So you have an invitation to uh, go to MarquiseIcon.com. You have a chance to, you know fill out an application to work with me and the way it works is that we will work together for an hour if you're happy we'll move on if it's not a good fit because i also need to know what your goals are if it's not a good fit then you you know you don't have to worry there's no financial risk to you, but I can definitely get you where you're going. Um, And, you know, clients just see a whole different attitude towards them in terms of who's trying to book them, who's trying to work with them, and who's trying to collaborate. This is, um, it's a love of mine. Everybody knows me from crowdfunding, but this this is something I've been doing much longer. I used to train people before they got on my show because entrepreneurs weren't really ready for that. They were just like, You know, they had great businesses, but they weren't ready to talk about it. And so I'm here to, you know, help you with that. So, again, it's marquiseicon.com. Go over there, uh, fill it out. I'd be happy to talk with you and work with you. Um, And uh, I'm just excited about what 2018 is going to bring.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I am too. Thanks very much. And of course we'll have links to everything that you mentioned, your show and, and uh, your Facebook group too, right? Yes. Yeah. We yeah. have a Facebook group called Marquis yeah. Icon. You guys can join that group. You can meet
1: other uh, show hosts such as Winnie. She's in there to answer questions and things that you might want to share with her from her broadcast. And we have a, a Marquis Icon page. You can get on that page. And uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. We do Media Mondays every Monday. We're not having one until uh, January because we're done for this year. Mm-hmm. But January 1st at 4 p.m pacific time we will be doing media mondays and having fun and and uh, still toasting in the new year we'll see who's still
0: hung over at four p.m. Awesome. <laughs> outstanding thanks very much thank you all right i hope you found that interesting and helpful dr wright is one sharp cookie and we've developed a great relationship since she was on my first podcast now, if you like this episode, I hope you'll share it with your connections. Please leave a great review for it on the platform where you've consumed it. And be sure to subscribe either on that specific platform like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or you can subscribe on, to the video version on YouTube. When you, when you subscribe at my website at winnieanderson.com slash fans, you'll receive episodes emailed right to you each week along with information, tips, and resources to help you reach your goals come out of hiding, and profit from your expertise. I share information to help you position and pre-sell yourself as the unique trusted advisor you are. All right, so your cocktail exercise, otherwise known as a reflection exercise, no alcohol needs to be involved, don't drink and drive, and don't overindulge. All right, so if you've never been interviewed for a show or a publication, then you want to think about the type of publication that you'd like to be featured in you know naturally we'd all like to be in ink magazine or entrepreneur or fast company but think about the other publications that you'd like to be in and a great resource for you to do some research in is writers digest or Writer's Market, that lists all kinds of publications that you probably never even realized existed, all kind of niche publications, and that would be a great way for you to break into something that is targeted specifically to the audience that you're trying to reach. I think a smart idea, though, is to start with a podcast or a live stream show first. Not doing one, but appearing as a guest on one. So give a thought to what types of shows would be good for you. And by that I mean, would business-oriented shows be good for you? Would inspirational shows, personal development shows? There are shows about every topic you can imagine, no matter how laser-focused. So really give a thought to the general category that you would fit in. And you want to be on a show where you can share useful information that will position you very well and that will help you reach your ideal audience. Remember, like Dr. Wright said, there's no selling. You are positioning yourself as a trusted advisor, as a smarty, and you are demonstrating your personality, you're sharing your point of view, and that's positioning you as that leader and attracting people to you. So... Like I said, there are business shows, lifestyle shows, shows for startups, shows about overcoming obstacles like this one. What do you have to share? Remember, though, as I said, you're sharing great information. So do you have what you need to pitch a show host? Things like a media kit, talking points, professional-looking headshots. You know, you you don't necessarily need to have some fancy-schmancy thing that you spent a fortune on and it's okay if you don't even have a website. If you're positioning a podcaster like me, you know, just having a really great LinkedIn profile can do a lot to position you. It depends on what you are looking to position yourself as. And of course, a website helps. But you really do need to have a great headshot. You need to have a nice bio. And it helps to highlight things that you are an expert in. So your action step, I want you to tune into the number of show hosts that are in your online communities already. I'm sure you have podcasters, live streamers, all in your Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter communities. So make a list of the hosts you know, then check out their shows to see if you'd be a good fit. Remember, Dr. Wright talked about the importance of pitching shows that are a match for you do not pitch a show that you don't fit in with and don't pitch a show you don't know anything about so reach out to those shows that you think you would be a good guest for see where it goes the most you'll you'll, you know hear is maybe you won't hear back maybe you'll hear a no but you know it doesn't really matter it's not going to stop the world from spinning right if you'd like to get some tips To help you get ready to begin to appear on shows and to do a great job when you're on them, you can head over to my site and get the show notes for this episode where I have a tip sheet that you can opt in to receive right there on the site. Just go to winnieanderson.com slash right place, W-R-I-G-H-T place. That's Dr. Wright's TV show. So head over there and you can get a sheet of tips that uh, I share to help you get ready to put your best fit forward and really help you shine as a great guest. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. Remember, you deserve all the success you dream of.